we are going to start this episode with a quick soundbite from Tyler McCall, who is our guest today. This episode is a special episode. It's different than anything we've done before. The focus is on how to think about your business in a very volatile world that we're living in, in this COVID-19 pandemic. So uh, without further ado, here's a quick soundbite from our guest today, Tyler. Enjoy. So I think people are just being super cautious right now, but I think the interesting opportunity that does exist for our digital businesses is that when you look at most of the big successful digital businesses that have been around for about a decade, they all came out of the 2008, 2009 recession, a place where people were laid off, they were at home and they were doing something creative. So if anything, this allows people an opportunity to be creative and to think of how they can be of service to their communities and how they can help others through a digital business. Welcome to Making It in Nashville, a podcast where you get to hear some stories from your favorite businesses, artists, makers in town. Uh, Every week we release a new episode. We interview a different Asheville maker. We uncover their story and find out how they're making, what they're making in Asheville, and try to provide some actionable insights from each conversation. We are your hosts. That was Sarah. I am Tony, and we are a husband and wife team that moved to Asheville in May of 2019. We're coming up on a year in town, and that year uh, we have spent the majority of our time trying to understand how do people make it in Asheville, uh, and this podcast has been the the result. And so we uh, set out into Asheville, and we wanted to have as many meaningful conversations as we could, and it's uncovered some really important topics Um And the topic today, which we'll get to in a second, is about like what a business can do or be thinking about in a uh, worldwide kind of pandemic. Yeah. So before we dive in, uh, a quick reminder that this episode is brought to you by Making It Creative. Making It Creative is our own marketing agency. Uh, We work with small, passionate business owners to help them really dive in and understand what message they want to tell. How can they better connect with their customers? And uncover what is the biggest lever that they can pull in the marketing world in order to generate more customers and more revenue. Um, You can visit makingitcreative.com to learn more. We'd love to hear from you. Perfect. And so uh, it's particularly interesting, this thought about how to pull levers uh, and and create a more meaningful conversation uh, in a in a world where it is logical to assume customers will become more and more discerning. So this episode is being recorded. What is today's date? Uh, I think today is the 15th. 15th um, of so March it's... of 2020. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, there is a, to just kind of time stamp things, and we don't have the data in front of us, but there is a worldwide uh, pandemic. COVID-19 or novel coronavirus is... Um, is a very, very hot topic right now. People are not sure how to act. Uh, in the U.S. specifically, there is a lot of uh, bulk, you know, 
purchasing of things like toilet paper. You can't find it almost anywhere. You can't find it on Amazon. You can't find hand sanitizer. And so with all this craziness happening where you can believe it, you cannot, and we're not attempting to talk about science here today. What we're talking about is what a business might do or think about or how they might try to position or prepare in a world that is very volatile. Yeah. And so there's a lot of fear right now out there about people, you know, not going to restaurants anymore. They're going to stop buying, you know, products that are not necessary. People are going to spend less on things that they might not need. And that could affect your business. And so we're assuming that a lot of you are uh, potentially afraid and scared and confused about what to do next. Uh, How can you perhaps generate more revenue in this uh, weird time? How can you invest in your business in this weird time? How can you take this opportunity and and really look at it as an opportunity versus thinking, woe is me? And that's really what we're trying to uncover in this episode today with Tyler. Yeah. And, and you know, just to be clear, we don't pretend that we have all the answers and we don't, nothing about, I think what we talk about in this episode is intended to sound prescriptive for each and every business. It is only really meant to be um, thought-provoking and informative and attempt to uh, create some sense of calm possibility in a in a world that doesn't feel calm right yeah. now. And so, uh, honestly, without further ado, I, I say we hop into this uh, episode, our first ever podcast episode that we've recorded remotely. Right. Yeah. And one more thing before we dive yeah. in, I just want to introduce Tyler. So you may have uh, heard of Tyler J. McCall before. You may have seen his Instagram ads uh, before. Especially I know we have. If you're from Asheville and have yeah. ever used the word marketing, uh, there's a good chance that you've seen a sponsored ad from Tyler J. McCall. Yeah. So he is a, an online marketer. He specializes specifically in Instagram, but really I would say all of digital marketing and, and particularly social media world. Um, and he's he's really tuned in, tuned in and dialed into this world of uh, online resources and how you can use online marketing for your business. Yeah. And so in his own words, he has uh, niched down over the years into uh, Instagram specifically for online business creators. So what we asked when we uh, reached out to Tyler was like, can we create a, uh, a conversation that is going to be tailored to not just digital businesses, but brick and mortar businesses, but service businesses. And what we have is uh, the better part of 40 or 45 minutes, 40 mm-hmm. minutes of a uh, really, what we hope to, to be and what we believe is a really high value conversation that's meant to be thought provoking. It's meant to be uh, calming and, and, create a sense of community and possibility and so this i want to say is episode 47 sarah yep episode 47 with tyler j mccall please enjoy Well, we're hoping to uncover, and again, I don't want to go into too many details. Tony's just setting up a third camera, sorry. Um, But we're hoping to uncover just your insight on how this is impacting digital businesses and like what can we do next to kind of get through this um, and what are some creative ways and all that kind of stuff. So, And, And with like the full knowledge that we don't know, but my assumption is that there are some tried and true 
like truths, let's say, with a with a capital T or with the air quotes at the very least, about like business that are almost always true. And so this is kind of I'd say a rolling start. But one of the things that stood out for me was like in chaos and in turmoil and in um you know these moments of big uh disruption there's always opportunity to be a leader and i'm i was very impressed by your quick flashing light of like hey let's talk about uh, digital marketing in a time where you know, even the most brick and mortar always get foot traffic business is going to feel some version of disruption. What it'll end up being, no one knows. But like, let's start having some of these conversations. Love that you jumped right into it. Yeah. So thanks. Of course. So we, we, we'll have done an intro and now it'll be uh, us talking. But I'm wondering, you know, I guess last week, what thoughts did you think that said like, I'm going to flip the switch and turn this thing on and create something out of thin air? Yeah, so I think it was a few things. First of it was just my, um, my uh, anxiety insomnia was getting the best of me. So yeah. <laughs> staying up like, you know, all night. Um, Reading the tweets and the news. Right, and <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah, Twitter is just like, all, you know, it's like you can't stop scrolling. Yeah. Um, so that was part of it. And then part of it was just starting to see the questions coming out on Facebook in particular, and the Facebook groups I'm a part of. Um, a lot of people asking the question in my particular industry of, okay, I'm currently in or preparing for a product launch. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting ready to launch my course or my membership or my digital product, and I don't know what to do. Or I'm in launch right now and my numbers are tanking. Or mm-hmm. I just spent all this money on Facebook ads to get leads for my launch and now things aren't converting because it was everything was changing so rapidly so to me it was uh part of my thought of like okay well how can i be of service how can i help my my community um and then the other side of this is that it's actually um it's interesting everything is happening now because my team and i have been working for months and months and on this idea that i had several years ago for a professional association for online business owners and digital entrepreneurs because very little support exists like that now. Um, And we were planning on launching it later this summer, but you know, with everything happening, I was like, Oh, this is a great opportunity for us to step in as the online business association and help create some leadership and some content and support Mm -hmm. in our industry. So we're doing it messy (laughs) and quick and like dirty and not knowing what we're doing, but we're throwing it together. Yeah, man, I love that. Um, I want to go back because you were saying that a lot of people, uh, you know, I think people think online businesses are safe from this uh, pandemic because, you know, people don't need to go physically to the store and you can sell, you know, your product digitally online. So I'm surprised to see that people are thinking, oh, the numbers are tanking and, um, you know, this this could be really bad for me. Do you think that is because people are just spending less in general or just not focusing on it or? Yeah, it's interesting. I think, I think we'll see an upswing. I, I think it'll just take a few weeks. I, I, um, the really cool thing about the online business world, as you were saying, is it can be done virtually. It can be done online. Um, it requires very little overhead, very little setup to run a digital business. However, I think what we're seeing right now, and I had a really great conversation with my, my dear friend, Sarah Jane Case, who I think mm-hmm. y'all know as well. We were talking yeah. about it this past week. I think what this past week, and I think the coming few weeks, um, as you know, all the health experts are saying, like, this is only the beginning, like things, 
you're going to get worse before they get better. I think what I'm considering from a business perspective is that Maslow's hierarchy of needs is being very exposed right now Mm -hmm. and that it's much more important for people to have toilet paper and canned beans than it is to buy an online training program about, you know, being self-actualized or to, you know, go to your masseur or your barber or to your Reiki healer right now. Like, People are just, they're thinking a little bit more strategically about where they're putting their dollars. And I also think people, I think there's just so many questions right now. You know, we're waiting on, you know, what's going to be provided by the federal, local, or state government in terms of assistance. What's the Small Business Administration going to do for business owners? So I think people are just being super cautious right now. But I think the interesting opportunity that does exist for our digital businesses is that when you look at most of the big successful digital businesses that have been around for about a decade, they all came out of the 2008, 2009 recession. Yes. We were just talking about this. Yeah. 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 They all came out of a a place where people were laid off. They were at home and they were doing something creative. So if anything, this allows people an opportunity to be creative and to think of how they can be of service to their communities and how they can help others through a digital business. And, and I just want to underline that because I think that that's one of the thoughts that has been standing out for me is that there are, to, to oversimplify, there's about two ways that you can respond when something like this happens. One is clam up, tighten up, hunker down and just say, uh, we're going to be tight until the storm passes over. And uh, I will attempt to not use the storm metaphor again, but the alternative is like, look around and see where you can be of most service or look around and, and attempt to identify in the chaos where opportunity lies to add value or, or learn more so that you can eventually be of value. And I think that there's a, um, in the way that you talked about how you're moving towards this you know, digital business, online business uh, community is that it requires moving while uncertain of what is actually going to happen. It requires action without uh, a sense of what the uh, end state will look like. And it's, and it takes, it takes a level of courage and um, to, to lead in that way. And so I, I love that that's what you're doing. I, I kind of, one of my thoughts as you were talking about the online uh, community is what if for a moment and we're, what we're assuming based on most of the outreach we've received over the last year or so um, is that a lot of the businesses that listen to us or that we've, we've interviewed at the very least are, are lean service-based and lean Uh, brick and mortar and lean like practical widget manufacturer or maker whether that's at scale or on a a, like one-off what things might they be thinking about in a time where traditional foot traffic is going to go down and in a time where um you know the maslow's hierarchy is is in question in a new way right um so that was kind of the the impetus for why we thought to reach out i think that you're dialed in on things like online courses and programming and digital products that most of our clients and and, and audience might not have even considered yet. And so that's one of the many things I'm sure that you might propose, but like what things are you thinking about for slightly more traditional businesses? Yeah, definitely. I think across the board, what my peers and I, my colleagues and I, those of us that do marketing and messaging and positioning, the thing that keeps coming up for 
me and others is this is the worst time to go radio silent as a brand mm. or as a business owner. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, especially, you know, and, and much like your listeners, I run a very lean company. You know, we have a team of, there's five of us. Um, we run very lean. We do a lot. There's only like a couple of us that are full time. Like we're trying to make some magic happen. <laughs> very little here. Um, and the worst thing that we can do as entrepreneurs and as business owners is to stop talking to our people. So to stop talking to our employees or team members or contractors, not a good idea. Mm. Be in communication with those people because I think a lot of people, especially your employees or your contractors have questions right now about whether or not they'll be getting a paycheck next week or the week after. Yeah. Yeah. So That's have so that open communication. Yeah. Um, be in communication with your current clients and customers. So if you're running a service-based business where you have regular foot traffic coming in, you know the names, the emails, the phone numbers of your people, reach out and touch base with them and let them know that you're not going radio silent. Now, are you gonna say I'm open, I'm taking clients, I'm accepting walk-ins? That's up to you. I'm not your mom. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I would encourage you to like stay at home and just watch Netflix for a minute. Mm -hmm. But be in communication with those people so they know what's happening. And then don't go radio silent on social or via email or on your website or your blog or things like that. I think every business gets to decide what kind of balance they want to strike in this kind of world. But I think the two, op the two ends of the extreme are not a good option going completely like head in the sand pretending like it's not happening just having your content continuing to go out with no consideration for what's going on in the world not a great idea because it's going to look insensitive it's going to mm. look like you are you right. maybe an idiot quite frankly like you're not paying yeah. attention yeah the other end is like going sky is falling everything's crazy everything's half off oh my god what are we going to do that doesn't make you look like a, a a really a thoughtful or intentional brand or business either so think about how you're going to strike that balance and for folks who are listening who are thinking, well, I don't have that many followers on social or I don't really have an email list, start thinking about now how you can reach out to a few key maybe stakeholders or customers in your business to open up a line of communication. For a lot of you, if you're using a digital point of sale service or system, you know, you actually have access to those emails through a service like Square or whatever you're using mm -hmm. and you can send email newsletters. So maybe, you know, go to YouTube really quickly and Google how to send emails to my Square customers, you know, like now's the time to maybe figure that out because you may not have as many folks coming through the door and start having those conversations. Now, what the conversation is, that's totally up to you. But I think letting people know that like we're here, we're considering what's going on. A really great idea too is to, uh, and I've seen a lot of people sharing this idea, is to buy or to sell gift cards for your product or service. Yeah, Love that idea. So there are some things you can do in the short term to generate some revenue to kind of be a little bit a gap filler. But I think the number one thing is don't go radio silent. Stay in communication with all of your key people in the business. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Um, and one of the things that we're thinking about in our own business is also just what, what things can we learn in this period? What things can we, um, you know, invest in ourselves? So after we sort out, you know, stocking our freezers and getting our toilet paper, well, how are we going to entertain ourselves? And, and that's kind of one of the things that we're thinking about. Um, I'm curious to know, what about specifically for Instagram? Because I know that that's your specialty and that's, you know, what you really know best. What can people be doing there specifically to communicate with their followers. Yeah. So when I look at social media, I, I like to think about really like the big five and the purpose that they each serve. So for me, the big five are Facebook, 
Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and TikTok. Um, so I like to think about how those five serve their audience. So Facebook is really about community and conversation and what's happening in the world right now and how we're connecting. Twitter, as we were talking about, you know, right when we started before, uh, how it's just really like quickly moving news and information. Pinterest is a search engine. So, I mean, don't even think about that in this time. But Instagram and TikTok are interesting because they are escapist platforms. Yeah. They really exist as a place for people to get out of their day to day, to escape what's going on and to just zone out and to consume content. Now, side note, where a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs get in trouble is that they spend most of their time on a platform like Instagram zoning out and consuming content. And then they wonder why they're not getting leads, why they're not getting followers, why they're not having sales conversations. Yeah. And it's because you're using Instagram like a regular everyday civilian is using Instagram. So you have to think about it strategically as a business owner, because as an entrepreneur on Instagram, you're a content creator. You mm -hmm. are a marketer, whether or not you've never taken a marketing or advertising class, you are the marketer of your brand on Instagram. So for Instagram in particular, you need to consider how you can contribute to uh, helping people escape what's happening in the world. So is there some content you could create that is either motivational, that's aspirational, that's funny without necessarily making light of the situation, that's giving people an opportunity to escape what's going on. And at the same time, continuing the conversation. And one of the best ways you can do that is by pushing your followers to direct message you to have those one-on-one -on -one conversations. Sure. And if anything, I think this is a really good opportunity for brands to start practicing on Instagram. What I've been saying forever, y'all, is that uh, the way that most businesses, especially local businesses, brick and mortar businesses, food and beverage businesses, service businesses, the way that most of you are using Instagram right now is as an advertising channel where you are simply broadcasting information. You are pushing news and sales and hours and promotions out on your audience. And that's all you're doing. And what you're probably running into is you're not getting a ton of followers. The followers you have aren't really engaging. No one's really sharing your content. They're simply just coming to your content because it's being broadcasted and pushed out. This is the opportunity for you to make an important switch that will make a huge difference for you on Instagram. And that is for you to start pulling your followers in. So instead of always creating content that is broadcasting news and information, create content that is telling stories, that is providing value, that is sharing insights, that is sharing interesting information, and pull your followers into a conversation with you. And this is how I've, I have clients and customers all over the world who are having incredible results. They've built six-figure businesses, digital and brick-and-mortar businesses, with less than a thousand, less than 5,000 followers on Instagram because the focus is on conversation and connection and community. And this is the time for you to become a community builder, to become an expert conversationalist and to shift your content from just pushing out news and information to pulling your followers in to be part of your community. I, I love that. Uh, I heard uh, community conversation and there was a third C I don't know if that was intentional but I, I will go back and listen to that and add that in the beginning because I think that's that's very powerful and we could not agree more with the tone and intention of that I think that if I were to add you know those are the big five of call it like straight up and down social but in terms of like where communication and conversations can happen um, and where you can continue to add value like that is also, I think, on 
LinkedIn, depending on the business type. And then on YouTube, if you have any competency in, in tech, uh, there's, there's, my gut says a lot of people are going to spend a lot of time consuming longer form media coming up be, in, in a quarantine state if it actually happens in the U.S. And, or, or across the U.S. Um, and so where are the ways where you can uh, separate yourself from someone who just broadcasts to someone who's creating meaningful content and, and creating space for conversation, those are really interesting questions to ask. And I, I, think, um, I think that most people will, will hear that and in some ways feel crippled by uncertainty about what the first next step looks like. And so I loved your, uh, your idea of like, go to YouTube and ask, how do I send a square email, right? Like the best time to have started email marketing would have been a year ago. The next best time is today. So figure it out and send a scrappy, ugly version of the first thing. You've never done a Instagram story. Figure it out. Like it's, you have tons of video and content on how and maybe why you might want to start. The key to me is start immediately with some of this poll material because you're not, I don't think we're going to, most people will not, most businesses will suffer if all they are doing is broadcasting specials and broadcasting hours of operation. That's not going to cut it. Yeah. And there's not really like, unless you are a supermarket and you're completely swamped right now because of tons of people coming in, like, most businesses, I think, are seeing a slowdown in business. So if you are, like, you could either sit back and say, whoa, is me, or you can try and do something and you have nothing to lose. So we we definitely agree. Well, I want to learn a little bit more about the group that you formed on Facebook and some of the questions that have come up from that group about the coronavirus and how this is affecting businesses. Yeah, so we we kind of rushed last week and put together um, a group and a conversation and Q&A series. We're calling it Prepared, Your Online Business and Coronavirus. And this is something that we're doing as OBA, the Online Business Association, um, and really just providing a place for online business owners, digital entrepreneurs, folks who have digital service-based businesses to be in a community with one another, um, to practice uh, some of that, just like you talked about, like, let's take, let's take some ownership in this situation, figure out how we can show up in the best possible way for our customers and for our audiences online. Um, and, you know, do a little bit of woe is meism together as well, but focus more on being proactive and taking initiative here and really addressing kind of six big areas. That's what we're doing through this conversation series through a daily Facebook live, uh, just having a conversation with a, a panel of experts and doing some Q&A. Uh, we're talking about marketing. We're talking about leading, leading a team in a time like this. We're talking about finances, because I think that's a question that a lot of people have is, okay, like, yeah. where do I put my money? How do I manage my money? Should I spend? Should I not? Those types of questions. We're talking about mindset and mental health and self-care. How do we ensure that you're taking the best care of yourself during this as well. We're talking about legal considerations. So I know a lot of people have questions right now about what's in my contract in terms of 
people, clients being allowed to cancel if they can or can't cancel? How do I handle retainers? A lot of event professionals are navigating that conversation right now as well. So we're going to talk about that. And then the last conversation is, okay, the kids are going to be home for an extended period of time. Now, what do I do? Mm -hmm. And my husband and I, we don't have children, so we can't really identify with that. So I'm bringing in uh, four, four people who are going to share about that. Two are particularly mentors and educators for moms, and then a husband and wife couple who are homeschoolers and run their digital business from home. So just navigating that, the kids are home for an indeterminate amount of time. How do I manage my business, manage my home, show up for my kids, and also show up for myself? at the same time. So that's the conversation we're having. And then we just also opened a free Facebook group where we're just saying, if you're an online business owner, digital entrepreneur, come hang out in this group, ask your questions about COVID-19, about your business, about how to manage those, those key areas. And we're all here to support you and cheer you on. I love that. I think uh, versions of that should be in consideration for any entrepreneur, any business that has uh, even the thought that there might be excess bandwidth moving forward, my, my, my plea would be attempt to do things that are of value, that are of, uh, that create, um, you know, value in whatever industry and space that you're in. And there is no, there's no downside, right? Like, I think that that is one of the smartest strategic things that the other thing that's shown up locally in Asheville is that Asheville strong campaign. Yeah. Right. So both, both you and Asheville strong to, in my opinion, have done the exact thing that I would advise anyone do. And that's just, uh, plant a flag and say the community for this hangs out here. All are welcome. Uh, and, and no matter what the outcome of all this is, that's a good thing. It's a good thing to create a community. It is a good thing to uh, be brave enough to plant a flag, say, I don't know exactly what's going on, but you, you have years of experience and can speak on that. Um, all of it is good to, to attempt to say, I, I don't know, but I want to be a thought leader. I want to create a space for conversation. For sure. Yeah, and I think there's really simple things that businesses can do that don't have to be this, you know, for me, like, for me, it's very easy to, it took me, you know, half a day to like throw up a video series, yeah. and a Facebook group and <laughs> graphics and an email and all those things. Other folks are like, oh my God, how would you even do that? I don't even know where to begin. There's simple things you can do looking at local business like Smoky Park Supper Club that said, we're going to offer curbside pickup for meals starting, you know, last night, yeah. a white duck taco that's saying we'll give a free taco to kids starting next week who are out of school. Um, Pescada's Burritos over in my hometown of Brevard, who is saying, you know, free tacos, chips and salsa to all kids, you know, for the foreseeable future. Simple things that your business can do like that, where you're just literally putting that, that flag in the ground, saying out to your people, out to the world, put a post on Facebook, on Instagram, hey, this is what we're doing to help you because blank. Like, why are you doing this? And this is where it's really important for businesses to think about, like, where are those core values that you have, your mission, your vision, where are those things shining through? And if you don't know what those things are yet, just think about, okay, well, how do I want to show up and how do I want to help people right now? Yeah. And that's going to that's gonna lead you in the right direction. But yeah, so many simple things that businesses can start doing literally today to contribute, to be a leader and to really make the most of this overall situation and support their community. 
I love that. I I kind of want to go, we, we touched upon this a little bit already with talking about different social media platforms and, you know, email newsletters, but what tools or apps or software are you thinking about using a lot more of in the foreseeable future and that other businesses might be able to take advantage of um, that they might not know or is available to them? Totally. Yeah. So one of the easiest things, the easiest free tool is Facebook groups. I think a lot of local businesses in particular underutilize Facebook groups. Um, Facebook groups are great because it is a place where you control who gets to be a part of it. Unlike an Instagram account or Facebook page, you decide if people are allowed in. So now's a great time to email out if you have an email list or to start texting out or just posting on social to all of your clients or customers saying, hey, we're opening up a free Facebook group for all of our gym members or all of our regular coffee shop goers. Come join this group. This will be the place where we're going to post all of our updates, all the news, all the information, because then you are creating this great little micro community that you are leading and, and, and creating a conversation around a very specific type of topic or business or industry. So I think that's a great thing a lot of businesses can do. And my yes and on that is that when you see Facebook commercials on TV right now, it's about Facebook groups. And so that tells me that it's a huge priority for them as a organization to lean into these groups. So uh, somehow or another, Facebook is supporting our creation of community on the groups and whether or not they end up throttling that like they did followers uh, it remains to be seen. But right now it's a priority for them to support group builders. And so I think that's a great point. Exactly. Yeah. And so I have a, a really close college friend and he and his sister own a dance studio in Canada and it's a brick and mortar. And right now they're like, okay, well, I guess we have to take all our classes online starting as soon as possible and do those live classes and trying to negotiate, you know, figure out their best software. And my suggestion is literally just start a Facebook group, invite everyone and go live in the group. That is the simple, you could start that tonight. It's dead simple to do. So something like that's really easy to get started. West Asheville yoga. I don't know exactly their execution for it, but West Asheville yoga is doing online classes now. Uh, just saw that email come in yesterday or the day before. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Tools like Zoom, like what we're using right now, are affordable, or I think they're even offering certain plans for free or discounts or things like that. So look into Zoom. It's a really great resource for people to watch videos from anywhere. Google uh, has opened up their Google Meeting platform, and they are uh, now making a lot of paid features available for free. So hosting large meetings of up to 250 people. So if you maybe lead like a faith community or some kind of support community, uh, meet.google.com. You can have meetings of up to 250 people. They've also made it available to stream for free in that. So you could start a video like this conversation that we're having and then just share the link so people just can tune in and watch, not participate, but just watch. Used to that was a a paid feature and also the ability to record all your meetings regardless of length. That's a new feature they just made free through the summer. Um, And then all your social platforms, of course, like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Like I think those are kind of the three that you can really be on to get the word out there. LinkedIn, I think that's a great recommendation, especially if you are in certain professions. That's a great place to be right now to keep those connections strong. And then if you don't have an email list yet, as we were saying earlier, like Tony said, now's the perfect time to start one. There are so many tools you can use. Um, I have... uh, 
two that I love, Mailer Lite, and that's Mailer L-I-T-E. It has a lot of free capabilities. It has options for segmenting your list and doing mm. things like that. That's a great, easy platform to start with. The other is ConvertKit. Mm. ConvertKit is great, especially if you're a creator, uh, if you have a digital business. Um, they give back a lot to our particular community. For example, when all this started, they announced they were uh, giving away $50,000 in a creator fund. They connected with other businesses. That fund has now grown to hundreds of thousands of dollars to support creators and artists and creatives right now with things like rent or buying groceries. So they're an incredible organization. And they also have a free plan. Your first 100 subscribers are free on ConvertKit. So that's a great place to get started. Love that. Um, I, I, I completely agree. One of the things, I just got an email uh, from... Uh, a course that I took, uh, I want to say it was like Coursera, right? But all of a sudden there's like the online learning, <clears throat> excuse me, online learning communities and thinking about, all right, so you used to provide a service. Maybe it's time to start thinking about, uh, hey, I'm a cobbler. Let me teach people how to be a cobbler uh, is one of, one of my thoughts. Coursera, uh, as an example of the many versions of online learning platforms, I got an email from one of the courses I took which is targeted primarily to educators. And one of the things I'm, I'm hearing is like Twitch as not just e-gaming as a platform for streaming, which is was a new concept for me. So like, how could you maybe leverage Twitch? Google Hangout seems like a, a easier first step for the average person, but that's interesting. Uh, my thought now is I know that you have a lot of experience in online courses and program building um, is is on the, the metaphor of if you have been a cobbler with holes in your shoes for a while, what things might a business attempt to clean up in the chaos? Uh, so you mentioned finances, right? So is it, is it assess finances or is it um, think about alternative ways to monetize on your expertise? Those are two thoughts that come up for me. Definitely. Yeah. So one of my dear friends just shared um, this week, this is the perfect time to finally get that credit card statement out and that bank statement out and figure out what all of your recurring expenses are and start canceling things that you haven't used in God knows how long. Um, if you use a tool like QuickBooks or Wave or something like that, you can even run reports that show recurring expenses. That's an easy thing you can do financially, you know, like oh, I'm still paying for that like software I signed up for a year ago that I haven't used. Like me, every single month, I get a notification from PayPal that I'm paying $19.99 for something that I have not used in almost a year. And I can't figure out what it is, but I want to cancel it, damn it. Like, but I can't figure out what it is. So, so things like that. Now's a great time to do it. And looking for alternative ways to monetize your expertise is huge. Um, this is what I built my business on. I, I left my nonprofit job here in Asheville um, start, I was doing it the side hustle thing as a nonprofit employee. Um, I had a, a product based business. I made a room and linen spray called Mr. McCall's fine fragrances. You may have it in your home still from years ago. Um, I got that into some local shops. I did the craft fair, the trunk show thing. And then I was having success on Instagram personally. So I went to one of my, uh, wholesale clients and said, can I run your Instagram account? pay me like 300 bucks a month. And they were my first client. And from there I started running Instagram accounts and doing social media marketing and management and content creation for local businesses here in Asheville. I had more clients than I could handle. So I started doing coaching and consulting 
And then I had more clients than I could handle for that. So I created a digital product. I did it in the form of an online membership site. So the way that our business operates is we have an entire training program that teaches people how to leverage Instagram for their business. It teaches them what to think about to post, how to use the key features of Instagram, how to market and message and position on the platform, and how to get leads, inquiries, and sales. So we have a training program. Then we also have things like a free, like a Facebook group for all of our members so they can ask questions. We have coaches in our program that actually audit our members' Instagram accounts and give them feedback. And then I do things like Q&A calls and coaching calls with our members to help them better position themselves and improve their marketing. And we did that as a membership site. So the way it works for us is our members pay a monthly subscription fee, just like you pay to go to the Y or to go to CrossFit. They pay a monthly fee to get access to our content, our coaching, and our community. So that's one way to do it. There's also the online course route where you just create everything, record it, put it up digitally, and sell access to it. People pay one time to get access to it for life. And there's also a coaching avenue as well. So if you've always done your business person to person, you've done it for people, you could transition and start coaching people on how to do it themselves. This is a great opportunity for a lot of marketers, business folks that offer business services, a lot of folks in the health and wellness industry, you can transition to coaching versus doing it for people. And you simply meet with people virtually. You can send them plans or type out uh, uh, PDF guides for them. And every tool you need to do this is completely free. That's why this business model is beautiful. We built our business. Uh, the first year of our digital business, we did about $700,000 in revenue. And that was at like a... Uh, like nearly 70% profit margin in that business because there's very little overhead with this type of business model um, because virtually everything's free that you want to do. So what you can start doing right now is if you have a list of people who have inquired with you in the past who did not hire you, this is especially important for service providers, who did not hire you because you were too expensive that list is your list of leads for a digital product because your digital product will typically typically be much less expensive than your done for you services right. or it's also an opportunity for coaching so that's the first thing the second thing is if you have never documented your process now is the time to do it especially if things are a little bit slower than usual so sit down in your favorite corner of your house get out a piece of paper get out your laptop or your ipad Make yourself a little cocktail or a cup of coffee and just think if you were to have a new client come to you today, what would be the process you would take them through directly or what process would you go through internally to get them the product at the end of your service? So if it's a website, if it's a photography package, if it is a new pair of shoes, whatever it may be, what is the step by step process? Now is the time to document that in detail because that becomes your framework and your framework becomes your digital product. And then the world's your oyster, my friends. You will not mm. leave the doors that open for you when you go online and start selling your knowledge versus actually selling the thing that your hands create. It's so much more powerful. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, and your customer base becomes global or intergalactic, depending on <laughs> on your <laughs> bandwidth. But but that's that's so true. And like in a world where we are unsure of what foot traffic is going to look like, called a week from now, but months from now, uh, it makes sense to consider what your uh, international audience might be where your expertise lie. And if you're thinking, oh, I'm not an expert in any one thing, my thought then becomes, 
well, do you want to be? And there's value in potentially documenting your process of learning. Like I, almost all of the YouTube channels that I watch are educators of some form or another, and they weren't always experts. And the best ones I find are the ones who started by saying like, hey, I'm trying to learn this thing, a la Julia and Julie or whatever that movie is. And like, even if it's like, I'm going to try and cook every recipe, Sarah had this for a while, I'm going to try and cook every recipe of the silver spoon, which has thousands of Italian recipes. If you document that process, there's something really compelling there and remarkable. And so you don't, if, if your immediate response is, well, I'm not an expert, I can't do it, that's cute, Tyler, uh, but not for me, I would say, uh, like, that's a mindset thing. There's something compelling that you can package, and if it's just your story, that's worthwhile, perhaps. It is. Now, now's the time to, t- to take the time to yeah. see. And it's one of those things, like, you'll, if you just start Googling online business, how to start an online business, you know? The, my, my friends in this industry, my colleagues, my mentors are running million dollar, multi-million dollar businesses. And one of my mentors, uh, his business did nearly uh, eight figures last year, nearly $10 million. Um, he was a bartender who created an online course called Bartend for Profit to teach people how to bartend at events. Um, he sold like 12 copies of it in the very beginning and he learned from there. He started YouTubing and then he started teaching more people. And that was 10 years ago, right? It took time. It took effort, lots of mistakes, lots of trial and error, but he got there. Now I went from selling memberships at your local YMCA. I may or may not have sold you and your family a membership at the Reuter family YMCA a decade ago to now running a seven figure online business, right? I have no training in how to be a business owner. I don't have an MBA. I took, I think I took three business classes in college. Like I got a degree in psychology and nonprofit and nonprofit. So like that was my experience, right? So this is available for anyone, but I want to say something Tony, that you said that I think is really, really important for folks listening. And you said folks who may do a lot of things right now who are saying, I'm not an expert at anything. I want to encourage those folks to take a moment to really consider if all the things that you're currently doing in your business are absolutely necessary. And I think what you're gonna find in the weeks and months ahead is you've got a lot of stuff, a lot of chaff that needs to fall away from the wheat of your business, right? A lot of stuff that you're doing, you're offering, that you're focusing on, especially for service-based business owners, especially for folks who are like, who do marketing or financial consulting or any kind of done for you service or attorneys or legal who are like, Oh yeah, I can do that. Oh sure. I can do that. Who have built your entire business by saying, yes, we can. Yes, we will. Yes, I can. Yes, I will. I think you're going to need to analyze what it is you actually want to focus on, what you're actually really good at. And is there something you could become really known for? Because that is something that's made the biggest difference for me in my business. I could have said, I teach people marketing. I teach digital marketing. I teach social media, but over time I whittled it down further and further and further to Instagram. And now we're even going further saying we help online business owners turn their Instagram account into a sales machine further and further and further whittled down. So there's a lot of opportunity for you, especially if you're listening. And if you, even if you have a brick and mortar, you have a gift shop, you have a, a, a massage business, you have a salon, whatever it may be, you could be very specific about who you want to help, who you want to serve in your business. And now's really the time to think about that more strategically. Yeah. And the benefit of that is that now the customer, so cause w- when we were thinking about what this conversation might go like, one of the thoughts was, 
if it's true that customers will become more uh, discerning in how they spend their money, it behooves you to take the extra time and care and attention to uh, clean up things like your SEO so that all of a sudden your ranking may be a little bit higher. And that's a uncharted territory for most businesses, but it makes sense to start doing things that will empower customers to say, oh, this is my, like, they're my people. I clearly, when I have money to spend, will choose to spend it with them. Uh, and that's a lot of storytelling, but it's also a lot of, uh, to go back to a metaphor review, is planting a flag saying, I'm the person for this thing. Uh, and that is a little bit of, uh, that's a challenge for us because right now we haven't uh, personally planted a flag except for in this podcast. Uh, and, and so we're, we're one of those businesses that in this, uh, I'd say, time of uh, volatility, one of our homework assignments is to get pretty clear on who our ideal customer is, why they should choose us, why they would love us. Um, and we're thinking about things like we just did a uh, podcasting workshop where, you know, 14 people signed up and, and we had a room full of people. All right, we're not going to have a room full of people in our next workshop if it happens a month from now. We're moving digital. What does that look like? And so I think that um, all that to say is we've never done a online podcast episode for making it in Asheville. This is episode, what would it be, 47? Yes, and and we've never done an episode that is so hyper-focused on a particular topic. So uh, we look forward to coming back and actually interviewing you about your story (laughs) and and like you're making it in Asheville story, which is what we typically do. Um, But we felt like this this was a really important topic to address. So thank you for your insight and your input. Oh my God, of course. Um, yeah. yeah. And I want to say too, Tony, what you were saying, I think this is really important about if, if consumers are going to be more discerning, then they're going to be choosing experts over generalists. They'll be choosing yeah. the specialist over the person that does it all. So yeah. I think that's a really important, uh, important thing to consider right now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, uh, and with that, if you are not yet a uh, expert or have not yet planted the flag, uh, I would say the the whatever the first next step is, be be brave and take that step. Our first next step in this podcast was uh, you know sl- figuring out what a digital version of our historically in person podcast would look like, and there's a good chance that our you know three episodes from now it's a very different f- setup. But you know we we started, and if this is audio only, oh well. If it's a if it's 4k visual on our youtube channel that's amazing but it's also absolutely fine if it's not um i i i hope listener that you feel empowered by this conversation to uh attempt to position yourself as a leader in your space to create community create space for conversation uh, and move forward without knowing what the outcomes are going to be yeah for sure I've been doing that since the very beginning. Never knew how it was going to yeah. end up, but and it's yeah. going. that's true. It seems of everyone that you look to as a role model, as someone that you admire, is it's the it's their decision to act in spite of the unknowns uh, that puts them in that position. And I love that you pointed out that most everyone we think about, Pat Flynn, Amy Porterfield, I, 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 they all seem to have come out of uh, a 2008 downturn, and so. Uh, 
it, there are two ways to see the world right now, and one is um, that the sky is falling, and it may well be, but uh, there's almost always opportunity if you if you particularly are looking for it. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Dang. Uh, Tyler, where, yeah. where can uh, our listeners find you on the internet? Yeah, so Instagram's the best place to, to find me, at... Tyler J. McCall. And you can also check out tylerjmccall.com slash free for some free Instagram resources for you and your business. Awesome. And that, friends, is the next step on what a good podcast guest will do. We In, our, in two episodes <laughs> ago, we had uh, uh, Nicole McConville make a call to action that had people subscribe to their email list. I think step two of that as a savvy podcast guest is offer uh, explicit and special value uh, to the listeners. And so Tyler, just another case study in how, oh, how savvy <laughs> you are as a business owner. We thank you so much uh, for being our guest today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And that was episode 47 with Tyler J. McCall. Uh, it was our first digital guest and I, I hope that um, I hope that there was still the same energy. It felt great. Yeah. Uh, we it was it was really the setup for us felt like I was making eye contact with Tyler, which is sometimes yeah. hard to do in uh, in I don't know in Zoom video conferences. Uh, it speaks to his you know digital business building. He was looking at the camera versus you know at at himself most of the time, which is what most people kind of default to you look mm-hmm. at your own eyeballs yeah uh but so all, all that to say i i really hope that there was a sense of calm and rapport and i'm excited to be in a community that uh, tyler is a part of i think that there are a lot of resources here in Asheville uh for businesses that are already digital or that are considering what does it look like to move and, and migrate towards a more digital version of their business. I, I hope that this episode was valuable to you. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely valuable uh, to us. I know that we'll be definitely taking some time to really think about our own business. Um, you know, have come up with some ideas of ways that we can find new opportunities uh, in this sort of weird time. Yeah. Um, all disruption is by definition an opportunity. Yeah. And so we, uh, without taking anything lightly about the the world and and the situation, I think that we have constantly been thinking about like where can we be of the most use? Mm-hmm. How is this going to change our business? And that could be, I mean, honestly, it's all of this is has the potential to be really good. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, so if you enjoyed this episode, yeah. if you want to learn more about Tyler, about anything that we talked about in this episode, um, we will have everything available on the show notes page. That's at makingitinashville.com forward slash zero four seven. Um, you can also uh, subscribe to our newsletter, subscribe to our podcast on Apple or in Spotify. This is the best way that you can stay up to date on what's happening with new podcast episodes, as well as what's happening with events and new content that we are releasing um, as we're going out, you know, in the next couple of weeks, couple of weeks, we're thinking about events a little bit differently. Yeah, have to be. And that's, uh, that's absolutely okay. So one of our uh, promises to ourselves was to host community building, uh, events where people get together. It's definitely going to be a change, right? So what does it look like? 
remains to be seen, but our intention is the same, and that's create a space where entrepreneurs, artists, aspiring entrepreneurs and artists can get together and, and learn from each other and grow together. And so uh, whether that means we're going to use a Google Hangout or a Zoom conference mm-hmm. or uh, Twitch, like there's, a, there's something that's going to happen, and I am confident that... Uh, I'm confident that in disruption you have an opportunity to uh, be of value. And so whatever that looks mm-hmm. like from us, that it will be our intention for you. So in the best place to participate in whatever this all becomes is on our email list. Uh, that's where we'll do most of our communicating about can, yeah. the next steps. And you can connect with us at makingitanashville.com forward slash subscribe. Um, there's all the ways from email to podcasts to social media that you can stay in touch. Perfect. Um, oh, man. I just, I'm thinking about the world. I'm thinking about my grandparents. I'm thinking about um, all the unknowns. And so currently at date stamped, I have not seen any known confirmed cases in Buncombe County. Um, but you know, it's just my hope that you listener are well, I hope that you are mentally well, emotionally well, physically well, and that, uh, one way or another, we ride this kind of wave, uh, together. Let's, you know, reach out to us, DM us on Instagram, email us. Uh, we are here to be of value and, and support. And so we don't know what support looks like for you unless you reach out to us, uh, We'd love to have you subscribe to the email list, but definitely, you know, our website has our contact information. So please say hello. Uh, It's a time for community right now. And so digital Mm -hmm. community is still community. We, uh, we hope that this was valuable. Cool. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Stay safe. Stay safe. Uh, And Sarah and I uh, have been in something of a personal little quarantine. So the high five still works. Episode 47. (laughs) 